Hello, I'm Wayne Hiley, the CEO and Managing Director of Peninsula Energy. Peninsula Energy uh, offers a, an opportunity today that, that's been uh, rare uh, in the space. Uh, we are a company that's geared to producing uranium. We have a proven team uh, with, with hundreds of years collectively of, of uranium production experience. And we're bringing our project, the Lance Project, to production. Uh, we've, we've experienced some setbacks in that, in that process, so we'll talk about that today. Uh, we'll share with you our, our robust plan for bringing the project to production and, and how it's going to look um, for a company that now intends to bring a larger independent uranium producing project in the United States uh, into market at a time the market is increasing. The market is, is showing um, very, very strong tailwinds. We think we have a great opportunity today for investors to look at, at Peninsula Energy. Wait, hello. Hey, man. Welcome to London. Thank you. It's a pleasure to see you in person. Yeah, no, it's great, right? I, mean, yeah. I, 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 do, like, I do like these things. Um, get, a, get a sense of uh, what you were like in real life, uh, right. around behind a camera. But also, um, Keen is here, what you're hearing downstairs. We'll, we'll come to that at the end. Sure. Out of the gate. Curveball, yeah. back in July. Were you expecting that? Did you know that was coming? How much head warning did you get? Uh, no, that one came at us cold. That was a that was a curveball that came in high and tight, and and right. and, and it impacted our our uh, expectations. Today, we would be a company that would be in production. I would be speaking to you as an as a company that that intended to be producing and would have been producing by this point in time this year. So that curveball, um, the the removal of a key service provider uh, from from our our business plan meant that we had to. Uh, pause, press reset, yeah. recalibrate, and and uh, you know I think it's given us an opportunity to evaluate our strengths, our weaknesses, and and to come out with a stronger and and uh, really more robust production plan for the future. But you know the curveball really did um, mean that rather than becoming a producer today, yeah, uh, we're now looking at at um, getting production up and started in at the end of 2024. Okay, about a, a year away or so. That's right. Okay. Um, it's, it's kind of, I'm sort of intrigued by that in terms of, um, because it, one presumes that you see would then fill that with something. I'm, I've yet to see what they're going to fill that with. So it feels like it's kind of strategic move on, the, on, on their behalf. Does that kind of put you on the back foot? Do you think you can move through the phases now and remain, as your word, independent producer? Or do will you be looking out for optionality around M and A. Uh, well, our objective, our our line of sight, and our direction is is certainly about being an independent producer. Okay. Um, you know the services that UEC provided to us are not complex. They're, uh, you know, what when Peninsula built their plant in 2016, they built a capital efficient satellite plant. We were able to uh, load uranium resins, and and then we transported those resins to UEC so that they would complete the process of making yellow cake. Right. That everybody in Peninsula, in the key management positions, myself included, has spent our entire career operating, designing, building, and 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 producing uranium using the entire process. We just had a satellite plant for a period of time. We always intended to build mm -hmm. a full commercial plant. Mm -hmm. um, this catalyst has accelerated that move. 
Um, you know, we now know that it's it's imperative for us to to do this to be independent. But what I'm telling you is the technology, the processes. Uh, it's 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 right. fully and well known to us, and and it's not a high risk proposition. It's just a delay. Right. Okay. And, but it does bring some challenges with it, okay? So the options on the table for you were, let's find another processor. Was, yes. that, was that, were, yes. are there any? Were there any? Yeah. Um, what, are the, what, what prevents you from doing that? So you find out stuff. You find out in the world who your friends are and you right. find. <laughs> you too. And, yeah. and there, we do have friends. Yeah. Uh, and, 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 and some very kind folks, you know, who, who've been longtime friends have reached out and said, we can help you. We can support you in this way. We'll, we'll, we're willing to help you in, in another way. But at the end of the day, um, it was, it was inevitable that Peninsula was going to become an independent producer. We have a 50 million pound resource. It doesn't long-term make sense to have um, a reliance on a third party uh, uh, to, to process and do something that you can do in-house. Other, well, other than waiting on your cash generative and you could pay for it without being diluted to shareholders in that sense, like, it was really a case of timing, it was inevitable, but you didn't necessarily want to do it now, but now you have to do that now. So the problems that come with it, the challenges that come with that are, um, one is say technical, which you, you feel comfortable with, with, with you internally and with friends, but it's the money. People are looking at this, the Australian market's going, oh man, dilution, end of 2024, we're 12, 15 months away from being where we th where I thought we were. So they're not looking forward to that. So. What are we talking about in terms of numbers? What will you need to raise? So, so we just recently released um, a, a full um, disclosure on on our evaluation of the plan forward. Yeah, uh, the time and the money that it's going to take for us to to put a full process plant up and running, mm. and then and then really after that, the exciting production plan, the fact that we'll be able to ramp up faster to a higher rate of production. Okay. And and generate cash flows and, and a positive cash flow within within the first year of production. So uh, you know it's all on the table. The the money we we talked about a wholesome figure of of what it takes for us to go from uh, today, which you know at the moment is set it in July of of, of 2023, uh, to uh, the point in time where we're positive cash flow generating on a month to month basis. And and independent of of you know further capital raises, which we project to be um, July of 2025, 20 so two years. So how much money does it take for us to go from today to two years from now? And not just not just a project level, which is what you usually get. We gave the full answer, which was project level, corporate level, right? Uh, and then to make sure that at at that point in time in 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 2025. We still have a healthy um, bank. Right, but, bank but what's, what's the number? What's the dollar number? Ninety-five million dollars. Ninety-five million bucks. Okay. So you've got so one of the things that you're going to have to, and we'll come back to that. Mm -hmm. One of the things you're going to have to work out is how you time this, because we've seen a bunch of JVs, we've seen a bunch of spinners, we've seen a bunch of, um, I guess, catalyst moments, which are meant to drive value. I think the phrase that Sears like to use, um, but haven't. They've actually been crushed by the market. They're crushed by their timing. So. Do you feel that you need to, given that you sh you would have been in production now, do you feel you need to kind of rush that process or do you need to read and scan the market and say, look, uranium price is on a tear. 
doubled in price in two years. We're up over 60 bucks now. Do we just sit back for three months and assess that? Because if you, when you do raise money, presumably be a, you know, higher values, cheaper money. Absolutely. Uh, time is on our side. We have a, a healthy bank account today. We have a strategic inventory that has value. Um, and, and in the process of constructing new plant facilities, the first thing you do is hire an engineering firm. You go through some engineering and, you know, while that has a cost associated with it, that's not the high spend. Yeah. We actually, you know, the, the timing and our needs for cash, uh, mean that we have a nice runway, like, okay. uh, from where we are today to, to when we actually need to raise money. Uh, we have our inventory, which can which can be utilized as strategically to to supplement our cash. Uh, we will um, next be coming to the market and saying, "This is how we will go about right. um, raising the money." We first identified the sum. The next step for us is to identify the means. Um, right. So, so we're going to be very the systematic. Problem, systematic. Yes. Right. Okay. So you you can actually capture the momentum in the market is what you're saying. So your flexibility in terms of timing when you press the button for the taking the money, but you're being clear and honest about the amount, the process, and how how quick that will take to happen. So tell me tell me why it's so quick because you've got the technical know how. What's the actual build? It, it doesn't sound complex by well, the sounds of it. Well, look, I mean. We're starting with an existing facility. We have all of the infrastructure. We have all of the staff. We have the operating staff. We have the, you know, the entire crew is is ready to move. Um, it's an experienced crew. We have been planning for um, uh, years to ultimately do this. So in our back pocket, we have the plans. So that's uh, why you came to the market quite quickly with that. That's why. I mean, it was a month, right? Yeah, I mean, it was a little over a month for yeah. us to to press reset, reevaluate, and come up with a very detailed. So uh, this is not um, hypothesis. This isn't like fantasy. No, this is that no, we've done this, this work. Actually, this, we have we have ferreted into our past assumptions. Right, we've validated them. We've looked at design criteria. We know exactly the equipment we need. We know the size of the building. We've already ordered the building. Okay. Now, we know how big it's going to be. If you would have come to Lance, uh, to the project site, and walked down the halls of the office, uh, in the hallway was a, a, a graphic of, of the future expansion of the plant. It showed the existing footprint. It showed the future. That was in our mine permit documents that were submitted in 2015 right. because Lance as a project, was constructed to produce about a million pounds a year, but licensed to produce about three million pounds a year. Like I said, why can we do it so quickly? Because it was always in the works. Yeah, talking point now is going to go, which is obviously usually the long pole in the tent is the licensing permits and permissions to do yeah. what you need to do in terms of the belt. So that's already inside the, the, the license that you've got. Done, dusted. Yeah. So this is about money, implementation, Bells ramp up. That's right. Okay. And and what we did, Matt, and just just to be you know straight, and is we looked at our last plan, which was August of 2022, and we looked at, at revising it to to expedite the construction of the plant, and then we said, how executable is this plan? Right. How real is this? We're not going to give the market something that's faulty. Mm -hmm. So we looked and evaluated every 
aspect of the executability of our plan to put us back into production at the tail end of 2024. And we feel comfortable that we have a, have delivered an executable plan. Right. So tell tell me, but tell me about the detail of the plan. You've indicated that that whilst it's a setback in terms of an, another part, counterparty saying we don't want to do this anymore, you've implemented some changes which will perhaps later kind of catch up a bit quicker in terms of some some quicker wins and, and bigger output. Tell me about those. So, and this is detailed, and but but yes, uh, we would have come into production today. Um, and we would be producing out of existing well fields that were previously produced um, by the by the company um, using alkaline chemistry. We changed our process chemistry. That's been part of our narrative for a long time. Not going to spend a lot of time here, but look back at some previous interviews. Yeah, yeah. Um, the the new chemistry is far more effective, and and we've proven that with both laboratory and field demonstration level work. Um, we know that we can recover a greater percentage of the existing resource. So the first step for us going back into production was go to the to go to the old areas and recover the additional uranium. Okay, that's not the most highly effective type of mining because it, it's secondary. It's almost like going to a tailings pile yeah. and recovering additional gold. Yeah, uh, we were building and continue to build new well fields. Mm -hmm. Uh, our expectation was that the mine unit three, the new well field that we're building, would be available for us in the first quarter of 2024. All right. So we were starting with old areas and eventually we'd come to some fresh ore that would really deliver. Now, with the reset of time, uh, we continue the well field development and we will have a bunch of new well field available for us at the start, which means we can start stronger. And because we're building a 2 million pound plant rather than a 1 million pound per year plant, we can go further. We can start stronger. We can go faster and, and we can go further, uh, with the, the advanced work that will be done before we start, uh, production. So presumably with better margins too. Better margins. Well, absolutely. You can't, you can't expect that when you're relying on a third party to do a, a, a processing that yeah. you can do yourself. Yeah. that you can do it cheaper with a third party. It was capital efficient at the time the plant was built. Now's the time to get this right. And that's and and look, you know, we started talking about other third parties that could provide that service. At the end of the day, we were only offering a short-term opportunity for them. Uh and and so, you know, in fairness, you know, those who are willing, I greatly appreciate um, and, but, but at the end of the day, it was, it was a, a small opportunity for them and, and a, and a, a small stopgap measure for us. Okay. So you, you've explained the pro what happened, the process that you've gone through to come up with the, the new plan and the delivery and, 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 and cost. I get that. I want to now talk about, and, and, and some of the pluses around that, right. And there are, there are challenges, but, and, but there are pluses. With regards to the market as you see it, okay, you were going to be in production now. As when we were talking today, original plan was, hey, we're in production. I'll come and talk to you about it. Um, and we know why that has, that isn't possible now. What conversations are you going to have? It is loaded up with utilities downstairs. Right. They are getting the message now. Not all people claiming to get into production will get into production. Not of them, the, the volume claim. And that's a problem. 
because the demand is there. The supply doesn't sound like it's going to be there. No, obviously you, 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 you're delayed, but you are you're effectively a producer in their eyes because it's it's short term. What have you had any conversations yet? What are the what's the nature of those conversations, or what would the message be to those utilities who are now waking up to the fact that next year when they need this stuff, you know, UXC Trade Tech have been talking about this since 2019. The supply just isn't going to be there in 2024. They they're waking up to that. What do you say to those utilities? What do you say to the market about the conversations with those utilities? Not only will we be a producer, because that's in our blood. We are a producer. We were a producer. We have a project that's fully licensed and constructed for production. And we're going to add circuits to it to be independent and not reliant on others, which lesson learned. Um, But we will also be producing... Uh, not just 1 million pounds per year, but out of the gate, we'll move right towards 2 million pounds per year. So um, we have committed a portion, you know, less than half, closer to a third of our of our production, future production into contracts, which means we have two-thirds that's available. And we are actually, you know, on the horizon, one of the nearest-term producers, despite the setback. I mean, a year from now, you know, we'll be ramping up our production circuits. We'll be running well fields and getting them ready to to run flow into the plant as it as it gets ready. Uh, it's not far out. The horizon for for fuel buyers has always been longer than a year. Mm. Uh, you know, when you when you're signing midterm and long term contracts, the need that the utilities express to you is not tomorrow. It's they they're smart enough to cover tomorrow's needs. It's 2026, 2027, 2028, and forward, you know, onward. So we're perfectly aligned with their need uh, and our emerging uh, production. It takes time to get to a stage like Peninsula's at. We're a unique creature um, that, that we can, even now with this setback, be in production so soon and, and with such confidence that our project can produce now, because it has in the past, and and we can produce it at a better rate and more, and more efficiently. Okay, so we'll be a producer. That's a different conversation with people who claiming it but not doing it, and, not, and certainly not doing it anytime soon. I think the interesting thing, so we know when you sort of read, read the nuclear report, which is being batted around this morning, um, you know they've they put a lot of time and effort into the the demand numbers. It's fantastic. It it looks insane, and that doesn't really include much of the SMR growth. Well, they haven't put a lot of detail into the supply side of things. I I I note now, uh, may, maybe you know some some members wouldn't wouldn't want them to because they're going to have to be discount supplied in terms of the logic um, and certainly the numbers about the production numbers from a lot of current um, uh, uranium producers or wannabe producers of that developers. So I think that that's that's a kind of bit of a sign. It's a bit of a kind of wake wake up call for all. It, it was it was apparent to anyone who read that report. One of the first things where it seemed absent without leave uh, on that. Now it it all it also it also says to me that if the demand if the supply isn't there and and the demand is, uranium price will perhaps move through the phases just that little bit quicker. That's clearly good news for you as a producer because you can cash that in you know if you're producing it you sell it if you're talking about it you got nothing you got pounds on the ground which is the kind of old model of valuing 
it back in the last cycle. That's how we valued companies. Pounds on the ground. Sometimes that doesn't pay the bills. That's right. It, it's it's um, a really hard task to to get a mine to production. Ooh. And in the last super cycle, you know, the, the uranium renaissance period, mm. Peninsula was one of those companies that took a mine from concept to production. Our track record is solid. And we've, we've experienced a setback, but we're only a, a, a short-term setback. And, and, you know, the utilities have confidence in our ability to take this substantial uranium mine with a very long life to put it into production in a sensible way that will generate long-term um, uranium production. They're willing to, to support companies that have the track record, the ability, and, and the team in place. So, you know, um, the conversations we're having with the utilities today is, yeah, we want to see more uranium companies like you, Peninsula, coming into the market, uh, producing. We know you know, even out of the, the uranium renaissance, which was a tremendous, uh, you know, investment opportunity and period in the uranium market, that very few, very few companies actually succeeded in their ambition to take a project from pounds in the ground yep. to licensed, constructed, and producing. And and like I said, the team that we have did that. The team that we have did that not just at Peninsula, but many of the members did it at other locations, like I was somewhere else at that point in time. Uh, you know, but but the experience, the environment, the the the, the first tier environment that the state of Wyoming is for uranium production, the the level of support Ooh. that we get. You know, uh, we have good tailwinds with the uranium market. We have the proper environment to do this. Uh, this will be a success. This is an opportunity for investors to look at a company that's been, you know, kicked down a little bit because of events that really were beyond our control. And, and but press reset in a sensible manner, give a full disclosure of what it's going to take, and and now is is in the execution phase. Good to see you. Good to see you. Okay. Thanks, Matt. See you soon. Okay. Right.